Hello and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Unwrapping Success. This is the podcast all about how to succeed, how to stay motivated, and how to live a happy and healthy life. Today, we're going to be talking about ways to improve your lifestyle. We're winging it. We have no <laughs> notes. <laughs> what? We as we do. <laughs> I guess no, we don't so, have enough, we don't have like much research on this on this episode. I guess. Yeah, admittedly, we did less research this time around, but let us know what you think of these tips. Uh, I think we we still have some good things yeah. that we came up with. Like this um, this episode is like the just represents the whole like idea of this podcast, basically. The other thing is it's a bit of a culmination of all of like these season two topics we've been talking about. Right. So we're kind of just bringing them all together. So to say that we didn't do research is probably unfair we're just talking about everything we've talked about for the past seven weeks yeah it's kind of like the concluding paragraph in an essay yeah so uh feel free to sit back relax hit the like button if you're on youtube uh subscribe or follow and hit the bell also if you're on youtube follow the audio version subscribe uh leave a like comment again let us know what you think of this podcast Check out our affiliate links in the description. Got we've got Anchor and we've like Amazon donations on Anchor, PayPal, and I think the la- oh uh, yeah, kit. we've got our podcast starter kit. Yeah, kit.co uh, and then Acorns uh, sign up referral link if you want to get started with investing. Check those out. And without further ado, uh. Scott, you want to tell us about exercising to keep a healthy mind and body? Yeah, okay, so this episode, we kind of picked the most important things we think are important to pay attention to post-graduation. Uh, a lot of these things people don't pay a lot of attention to while they're actually in college. And when you actually graduate, and like me and Tim can attest to this, it's like, these are the things you want to start paying attention to because they'll help you in the future and you're going to be utilizing a lot of these things in the future so it's good to start developing good habits um right after graduation i instantly want still young yeah i instantly wanted to start about start talking about like eating habits but that's later on first one is actually um exercise did i say last week you're the eating expert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So on the last episode, Tim said I was a nutritionist. I'm not a nutritionist. However, I like to tell people just like, keep it simple. Like for the most part, I think people can make good decisions when it comes to eating. Like it's not, it's not that difficult. It is rocket science. The brighter the food, the healthier it is for you. You ever heard that one? Or no, I think it's the more colorful. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it's bright green it's probably fruit or vegetable bright red versus like cheese it's all like white yellow yeah yeah beige so don't eat beige foods um okay so yeah i'm not a nutritionist (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i I mean it's pretty self i'm not going to talk about food too much but it's it's self-explanatory what's healthy and what's not um Go watch documentaries if you want if you want further clarification on that because obvi- they do disprove a lot of the the common sense knowledge about eating in those documentaries, which is interesting. So exercise is first on this list. 
Tim actually Tim here actually got started with exercise in college. Um, it was it, I'd I'd call it a test test trial or test run a test trial. You think I'm gonna go back to it? I think you might honestly. I think I think I think you liked certain aspects of it and you disliked other aspects of it. But I do think down the line you will get into it more. So uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Scott's talking about the two or three weeks I spent going to the gym. Uh, I don't know. At the at the time, I decided it wasn't right. Like I was focused more on school. Uh, and that's fine. Yeah. No, I, I would say never go to the gym if you don't want to go to the gym. I, I think one of the most important things about a healthy mind and body is being honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but Scott still thinks one day I'll go back to the gym. And it he might... holds out hope. It's it's like Vader might go back to yeah. the light side. Uh you never know. <laughs> and it might it might have been just the environment, honestly. It could have been that you went with a group of people. It could have been that you aren't big on weightlifting. You enjoy other forms of fitness, like walking or jogging. Yeah. Uh, last last week we were talking about like cardio versus lifting. Um, and the people I was going to the gym with were major lifters. Who knows? Like if I went with somebody else in the future who was more into cardio, I might enjoy cardio. Right. So, I mean, it's just a self-awareness thing. You know what you like, you know what you don't like. Um, and I'd say that that applies to everyone. So I think it's good to start developing an exercise habit, no matter what you like to do early on in your life. I started, um, well, I technically started with sports in like, I don't know. So I was like, what? like four years old or something, but I really got into weightlifting senior year of high school and I started developing that habit um, that went all throughout college and now I'm even doing it post-graduation. Um, for me, it's it's a it's a way of staying focused, keeping a sharp mind as we discussed in, in the previous episode. Uh, it's a great stress reliever, helps reduce anxiety, has a bunch of other side benefits. And, and I think people who I, I would say it is hard for people who haven't gotten started yet uh, post like or before graduation. I, I, I will say it is probably difficult to just start going to the gym by yourself um, when maybe you're living in an apartment and, and you go to a new gym by yourself. It can be very intimidating at first. So I would recommend getting a partner uh, be, not only because they can teach you stuff, also because it works as a tim this is a behavioral economics term it's the something device commit it's like, like it's accountability a, it's a commitment that... device i just remembered it mm -hmm. yeah someone else acts as your commitment device to basically motivate you to go when you don't want to um, yeah i think a lot of people rely on that especially for those things uh in a bit we're going to be talking about uh, sacrificing what you want now for what you want in the future or what you want most. And I think the gym is one of those best examples of oh, where yeah. Yeah. you really have to sacrifice the now for the future and what you really want. I think time comes into play here as well. A lot of people will say they don't want to go because they don't have the time. I don't really agree with that. I honestly don't even think you need a gym membership, if I'm being blatantly honest. I think you could just do a 20-minute workout every single day in your basement or something, in your room, 
Like I think 20 minutes is plenty, 20 minutes to a half hour. Um, I think, I think people put the gym on a pedestal and make it seem like that's what you have to do in order to stay in shape. I don't believe that. Yeah, I still, I always fall back on, I think gyms are one of the most unfortunate things about the modern world where it would be better if we were getting this exercise in different ways. Like, especially post pandemic, nobody even walks anymore because when we were in school, we stopped walking to class, even when we were on campus, because we didn't have in-person classes. Uh, now people who live in cities, like, they don't go into work anymore, and that walking used to be a big part of getting to work if you lived in a city. Exactly. Um, so just all around, like, if you can't get into a gym, uh, then finding other ways to exercise is equally healthy. Do you, do you find it like almost a waste of time going to the gym on the treadmill to walk when you could just incorporate that into your daily schedule? I know COVID's throwing a wrench in that, but I feel like that to me that's a waste. Yeah, I I don't know why people uh choose to do choose to walk or run on treadmills. It could be, you know, they don't want to deal with the heat, perhaps, outside or the cold outside. But generally, if you're going for that cardio, uh, walking or running, you could do that outside in the environment. Right. Uh, I mean, it kind of... So, in middle school and a bit in high school, I did cross-country. And I never did track, and I kind of do regret it now. I, I, I could have done track also. And I probably would have enjoyed it. But... The, the idea of cross country and just, you know, running around like in the environment to me, that was always more enjoyable than even a track. At least it's still outside, but it's a circle. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, I, I don't know exactly where that goes for our audience, but I think getting outside is equally important here. Like we put so much focus on like working out and fitness but you can get all many of those benefits just from being outside right i think that also plays a role into work-life balance um probably touch on that later but when someone's starting a new job they can often um sit at their desk too much or like me if i'm working from home i can sit at my uh home desk, desk. Too, yeah home <laughs> desk too much <laughs> where i am right now um, I was thinking about that entire sentence as you were saying it, and I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're recording a podcast from your desk too much. So, it, but no, no, I make, I make it a goal of mine to get outside every day. And then sadly, the only time I have to go exercise is late at night, which is not ideal, but I, I, I have 24 hours in a day and that's when I can fit it in. So I, I, I do it at that time. You have that many? Yeah. <laughs> is that is that more than the average person? <laughs> nah, it, it's around the mean. Yeah. So Tim, you wanna you wanna touch on uh cooking? I love cooking. Yeah, this is this is more up Tim's alley than mine. Although I do I have been learning how to cook different things recently. No, your rice pilaf is out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> that was my go-to dish at college. Because I, I guess Tim was like the protein guy. He knew how to cook like all sorts of different meats. Mm -hmm. But 
and the thing is like rice goes with almost anything any sort of protein so we'd have that at every meal and that was that was scott's job if i'm talking yep. in the third person no i think cooking super important for people to learn eventually you're gonna have to cook uh i did it from a young age and i didn't even realize that i was like picking up lifelong skills um the biggest tip, and I've said it before on this podcast, not in a while, but I've said it before, is cooking is not difficult, uh, and you're not going to, like, kill anybody, you're not going to cook raw chicken, or if you do by accident, you just cook it a little bit more, and then beef's super easy, because beef can be raw. Um, yeah, I would say just start with salt and pepper, don't be afraid to rip off the internet. And it's really not that complicated to cook. I don't know, like, a ton to add to this because that my opinion, like, is so firmly rooted in it's not difficult and you'll have to do it eventually. I feel like most people will pick up this skill eventually when they're forced to. So when they're forced to... Oh, my... Dog's going ballistic. <laughs> um... So when when uh when people do decide or when they're forced to, what do they uh how do they learn? What's the best way? I know you mentioned the internet, but are there any other other ways? Say combination of the internet and just experimenting. There's nothing wrong with experimenting, and that that's another thing. You're really not gonna make bad food most of the time. Like, I'd say invest in some spices to have fun with because, you know, if if you're at all an artistic person, it's another, like, artistic expression, how you mix in your spices. So, um, And if you're not artistic, get microwave meals. I don't know. That, that doesn't <laughs> that, really sound that, like I mean, that. yeah, that works. Or maybe, like, if, if it's advanced, you could put it in the oven. Yeah. <laughs> I know um, if, if you're not like if you're not in the mood to like cook rice yourself, you could just or rice peel off something like as complicated as that. You could just do minute rice, which you can cook both in the microwave and also like in like boiling water on the stove. Yeah. The other thing that works for almost any food. Um, a little butter or olive oil, depending on what your fat preference is, and salt and pepper. Literally will make anything taste good. So after people, what's the next spice people should should uh, try to incorporate into their into their culinary skills after salt and pepper? I mean, garlic's definitely good. I'm getting hungry. Um, <laughs> I feel like a hamburger. Uh. After after garlic, I mean, it's definitely in most spices people have heard of. You know, basil's a good one to mix in, oregano. I like bread pepper. Um, I like chili powder a lot. You get a lot of options after. I'd say garlic's probably a good third. But that's also heavily influenced by the fact that I'm Italian, and then, therefore, I mean, Italians put garlic in everything. Yeah, because it tastes and good. And there, there are certainly other cultures that do also but uh you have so many options after that but salt and pepper it's such a good place to start with i agree with that so tim you found what are these 
these seven, the seven habits <laughs> that will improve that... your life this so this is written in 2019 this is this is our research it's outdated <laughs> these only improve your life if you implement them in 2019. in 2019 so 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 these don't actually apply to anyone listening it's too late now okay <laughs> but no these are i don't know if you want to go through them or you want me to well we have exercise on here we already kind of touched on that yeah uh i said earlier stop sacrificing what you want most for what you want right now and i guess that we talked about exercise before um i mean what in terms of exercise what you want right now is to sit on the couch and rest I mean, but I mean, obviously it, it takes time to build muscle and get the physique you want. So that's one of the reasons why people end up skipping exercise and they, they just be lazy. Yeah, I think it applies to everything, though. Like uh, one of the big distractions that we have now, so many people, I think, are just rewatching shows over and over again, especially on Netflix and You'll never get those hours back. And I'm guilty of it, too. I mean, everyone's guilty of it to a degree. I watch movies over and over again. I don't watch TV shows over and over again. There's a number of shows I've been through two or three times. The Office, probably three. Wow. Um, That's a long show. It's a really good show, though. Yeah, it is. Uh... Movies, though, same thing. You'll never get those hours back, so why not pay them forward toward a bigger goal? Mm-hmm. So, Scott, do you take things personally? You wait. You skip number two, unless it was that intentional. Uh, okay, okay. I'll answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I take things personally? We can go back to two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I'd say I'd say in in the work in the work world, no. If I make a mistake and someone calls me out on it, I'm not gonna take that personally. What what examples would you other than like work stuff would you think of here? Which is like are is that yeah, like so like so like I jokes? I don't think you tend to take things that personally. I, I think you're very good at this. Um, I would, yeah, just in general, this is one of those things I don't think that it's worth beating a dead horse over. So, so this is like along the lines of like receiving like, uh, like feedback or like being critiqued in some way, like taking that personally. Yeah, I guess. What did Forbes have to say about it? But yeah, by the way, this list is from, uh, Forbes. I mean, I guess my mindset is, like, if someone's critiquing me, then it's obviously for my benefit. I'm not looking at it as, it, at it as a negative. I'm looking at it as, like, an opportunity to get better and not make the same mistake. When someone makes a comment, gives unsolicited advice, or treats you poorly, unless you did something to merit a reaction, chances are the comment says more about the commenter than it does about you. I feel like a lot of people in their 20s realize that. So is that, oh, so is that more along lines of like insults? 
Yeah, I think it is. Okay. Um. I mean, if I'm being insulted by, I have pretty thick skin, so if someone's trying to insult me, like it has to be like very, very personal, like for me to like be hurt by it. But for the most part, I kind of like I don't really care what people say. Yeah, I think you're good at this. Unless they're like really close to me and 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 that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we touched on exercise. Oh, we're going back to number two. Yeah, stop making excuses. I think I read that as exercise before. Oh, okay. Yeah, stop making excuses. That's a good one. I think the way to overcome that is by making checklists. I really do. You think you, the utility and like happiness that you get from checking off boxes, uh, kind of counteracts this and yeah. I think I think writing down anything you need to do will help you get it done and kind mm-hmm. of avoid those excuses. I don't know. Have, do you make excuses, Tim? Everyone does. I do. Yeah, I mean, we're master excusers as human beings. Yeah. Like uh or no, the the line is master explainers. We can come up with an explanation for anything and justify anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why no person in prison is ever guilty. They might have done the thing that got them in there, but in their own head, almost no one in prison believes that they're actually guilty or deserving of the punishment. Right. I'd say um, taking responsibility goes hand in hand with making excuses like if you mess up don't make excuses for why you messed up just like own it and say like you'll get better next time mm-hmm. but yeah i think that's a good one we, we already touched on exercise <laughs> so oh we actually talked about this before the podcast eliminating distractions cell phone use <laughs> yeah it's a huge distraction your peers are a huge distraction that's that's in context of like if you're studying or something but yeah, I think uh, peers are a bigger distraction in college. After that, I don't think for most people they function as distractions. Yeah. I I think a lot of people after college are getting more motivated by peers than distracted by them. It's actually interesting. I spoke to a woman yesterday. Uh, she's one of the coordinators at my company for my program. And, and she made the comment of that she gets a lot more work done working from home now than she ever did in the office due, because of limited distractions. And the distractions she was referring to in the office were just coworkers. Like, mm-hmm. like um, you could easily just take a coffee break with another coworker. You could easily go start a conversation with another coworker. Can't do that at home. So they, I think she found she's like way more productive working at home, even though no one's monitoring you at home you could technically take as long a breaks as you want yet she was still getting way more work done at home than she was in the office which i found interesting yeah the the biggest thing i definitely don't get more work done at home i'm awful at working at home i hope that in the long run those those people who are better workers who are better at working at home i hope that they don't force us all to work at home yeah but that's just a side comment did you go to the library much to eliminate distractions at school? 
Uh, no, because I can't read with a mask on because my glasses oh, fog. Yeah, no, I remember. But I feel like you'd be a big library guy. I have been. Uh, the other thing is we did live further away from the library this most recent year. Yeah, that I was I used tough. to go to the library much more freshman, sophomore, and junior year. Yeah. Remember freshman year, how close we were to the library? That was, like, insane. It was literally a one-minute walk. It was great. Yeah. We were... I think we underestimated, although we were in a building that wasn't the best, we underestimated the central location of it. Yeah. And it, how we were close to the gym, the the fields, uh, the library, and the dining hall. Like, we were literally right in the middle of it. And the parking lot. Although junior year, we were... Uh... It arguably even better because we were closer to our classes. The only thing we sacrificed is we were further from the gym. Yeah, but it's it wasn't that much. I'd say it's yeah. an extra like two minutes. But speaking of the gym, exercise. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh stop playing the victim. I oh, think this I love is that. good. I love I, that. I don't know too many people that really do play the victim though. I don't know if you do. I've heard I, I, it a lot. I can't give you exact s examples of it, but I do hear it a lot from people. Mm. And then last, face fear. That's, I think it's just... That's tough. That's, that's It's important as young people to take risks. Uh, whether it be investing, switching jobs, uh, going back into school asking people out just generally i think it's one of the most important things as a young person if you don't want to have regrets later in life you have to face fears now i think i saw this clip on tiktok of this dinosaur movie and uh the the scene came up where this like this is a children's movie but i think this like t-rex like fought this other dinosaur and then this younger t-rex was like like, how were you able to do that? Like, weren't you scared? He's like, yeah, I was scared the whole time. But, like, in order to actually do it, you are going to be scared. Like, there's no way around it. You can't accomplish it without facing fear. A lot of, like, the biggest... Is this the land before time? No, it wasn't. It's a, it's a recent movie. Okay. But land before time, that was my favorite dinosaur uh, show growing up. It's a classic. You know, that was Lucasfilm. It was? That yeah. makes that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, some of the biggest accomplishments in your life are you're going to be scared doing them, so. Mm -hmm. So I also see you wrote weight loss. Yeah, so this, this goes hand in hand with exercise, but I think it's more along the lines of like what you eat because that's more important when it comes to weight loss. It's weight loss is 80% what you eat, 20% exercise. Um, mm -hmm. I saw this firsthand at, at college. I know a million people who just eat poorly and they don't pay attention at all to what they're eating because their metabolisms are so efficient at um, breaking down food. You don't have to call me out and on then... every podcast. <laughs> So as I was saying, um, 
<laughs> so Tim was an angel at school. He uh, he ate perfectly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but no vegetables it, on every plate. Yeah. No people uh, people don't prioritize healthy eating when they're young because um because the the results don't show up instantly. It, it's a delayed effect. Like obviously, like your metabolism's so so efficient. You're gonna be eating this bad food. It's not really gonna show much when you're young, but after you graduate, then it's gonna start showing. Um, and you're gonna pack on a few pounds. So I I'd say if you're if you've already graduated, I'd say just make it a habit of walking every day in terms of exercise, and then also um, pay attention to sugar levels in the food you eat, and then just I don't know eat a balanced diet. I'd say. A protein, mm -hmm. vegetables, fruit. I don't have to tell people this. It's it's self-explanatory. Yeah, I don't really have much to add to this one. Um, make an effort to reach out to friends to maintain a social life on weekends. This is this is for. I, I wrote this because this is something I'm struggling with a little. It's it's easy if you have if you're in a friend group and you have one person that manages all the events and just invites everyone else. But I find mm -hmm. that after college, like that kind of goes away. And now like the you have to take up the mantle, like you have to be that person to like set things up. Um I was never that person who set everything up, so it, it is a little challenging for me, I guess. One of the things that I've found, I mean being 22, I've cycled through many friends over the years and different groups. When you have defined groups that, like, there are people that are inside of and outside of, and I'm not talking about, like, exclusionary groups, but if you've ever been in a friend group where it's clear who's in it and who's not, those groups, I find, tend to meet up a lot. Uh... But I always find I have more fun with kind of the looser, like, all of these people are roughly friends, but they all have, like, other friends. Yeah. And those groups are very difficult to get together. Especially but with I distance. Think, it's easy yeah. in college. That's the thing. The time with those people is definitely better and more worthwhile. But I've always found, like, I don't know if there's a, a word for this or if anybody else has ever, like, noticed that. But when you have those groups that are very defined those groups don't have trouble meeting up maybe because all those people are dependent on each other but when you have like just loose groups of friends kind of like scott you would agree like most of our friends this past year have been like that yeah where there isn't really an in and an out crowd it just yeah so that's kind of what i find yeah i find doing things with people you're not like, like you go do an activity you like with like your close friend group and then like with a couple stragglers, I'd say like those are like the really fun moments in life. Because it's more interesting. You don't like know what what's about to happen or who's about to exactly. say what. Exactly. And, and like, like I said, it's, it's so much more difficult after graduation. Um, it's so easy when you, when you're, at school everyone lives so close to one another there there are no excuses for not meeting up i told you how good it was yeah. and you <laughs> you were like no it's fine 
<laughs> oh god, I don't want to talk about that. Graduating um, sucks. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Fail your classes. And that leads us into depression. <laughs> and maintaining your depression because it is very sad. Uh, leaving school, leaving your friends, leaving all those experiences. At least for me, it's the idea that I can never do this again in my life. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, like when at the end of the at the end of the school year, we're like, this is the last time I do this. This is the last time I do that. And you, that start that starts popping in your head and you start becoming more aware of every last every last thing you do. Yeah, I tried so hard not to pay attention to all the lasts, but I thought about every single one. The strangest one was my last class ever in person was just a random class at 6 o'clock on a Wednesday. Because of a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, I think my last class in person was my death class. And I didn't have a single... Yeah, it was in person. Yeah, it was. I don't think oh, I, I never realized that. I don't think I had a single person I knew in that class. So it wasn't that, like, memorable for me. It's kind of like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. But there are ways college is a good time. It it's it's underrated. It's very underrated. Mm -hmm. You don't really you don't appreciate it. It's one of those things you don't appreciate it until you you don't have it anymore, until you've lost it. I think that's you. That's just me. <laughs> uh I was I was telling you so much senior year. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's definitely worth it though, and part of what makes it special is that it's limited. Yeah, I agree with that. But you know what's interesting it is whenever I think about our school, I don't think about a lot of. I think about senior year, but not as much actually. I think more about freshman sophomore year. I don't know I don't why. Know. I definitely, I think because a pandemic happened, it, I almost have two different memories, like yeah. two different experiences. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going for. Like the, like the senior year and junior year pandemic, like that to me, that didn't even feel like school really. Like we were there yeah. in school, but it, but not, but it didn't feel like it. It was just so different because I mean, even even that first half of junior year is easier to lump in with freshman sophomore. Yeah. So yeah, I I I classify our college experience and break it in half. Mm -hmm. Technically, not half. It's more of like seventy five twenty five. But there are ways to mitigate this depression of post graduation. For me, I always recommend exercise, like I talk about all the time. And then um, getting together with uh, college friends can also help with that. And I think Scott and I are both going through like a similar, uh, since we both just finished college, like it's a similar thing. But no matter what you're going through, if you just switch jobs or uh, just retired, I think a lot of people get depressed after retiring too. Yeah, I could see that. I think it, depression really kicks in when it's like the end of a certain era. Because we're facing uncertainty and people don't like uncertainty. 
And it's also harder if you, you don't have a as defined of a beginning. You know, like, parents suffer, suffer like, empty nest syndrome when their kids go off to school. But your first, like, couple months of school, I think for most people, there are definitely people who are depressed the first couple of months. But I think the majority of people are more excited because they entered, like, an entirely different world. And the news still keeps them happy, but, like, your parents go home to, like, empty nest. Yeah. It's the same world, but, like, minus one. Yeah. So. And then you come back, and they're like, will you ever get a job? <laughs> it's, it's, more, it's more difficult for the parents than it is the student when they go up to school. The student's, like, having a blast. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have any, anything else to say. How would you wrap it up? What would you say the three or four most important ways to improve your lifestyle are? Um, I'd say organization kind of encompasses everything. I think you can't mm -hmm. do any of these things unless you're organized, and that's why I always push checklists and writing down goals. So if you want, if you want to be having a better social life, write it down. Uh, like actually have make a plan for getting together. If you want to exercise mm -hmm. more, write it down, make a plan for it. Um, if you want to stop making excuses, writing things down can help with that. Eliminating distractions. I don't know. I'm big on planners. By the way, I am selling a uh, digital planner now. <laughs> Free promotion. Link in the description. <laughs> it's actually not in this description, but go check out... Um, Scott Tyler. I'll be making a video on that. What about you, Tim? What are your big takeaways here? I'd agree with organization. Uh, you said writing goals down. I would agree with that generally, just goal setting. Um, I think I really like that line that I stumbled across with Forbes. Stop sacrificing what you want most for what you want right now. Um, and face fear, I'd say. Go and do the crazy thing. You're young. I mean, if you're not young and you're in our audience, that's awesome. Face your fear. But our target demographic is like young people. And I think that they have to go out of their comfort zone. And with that, I don't know, Tim, you want to outro this? It's up to you. We also yeah, have a new end screen that's going to pop up. Yeah, let us know what you think of that. Although, will it be new by then? No, it won't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alright, thank you so much for listening. Uh, hope you learned something new. Uh, let us know if you apply any of these tips and how they work out for you. Uh, don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe on YouTube, follow on the audio version. Uh donate to us if you want to if you want to support the cause and if you're actually interested in coming on the podcast you can always leave a comment uh, we do read all the comments and we would love to have some people on so definitely let us know we'll see you guys in the next one bye bye